رادیو رومی everybody this is radio rumi from university of maryland at college park i'm fatima keshavarz professor of persian and teacher of things mystical and poetic once again welcome to our conversations about the great poet of the 13th century and our of our times today, Jalaladin Rumi, who once wrote, Hin Sohana Tauze Begu, Tokyo Johan Tauze Shabbat, speak a new language, so the world will be a new world. And that's what we are hoping to do. Don't forget that you can ask questions, make comments, and suggestions if you write to me at radiorumi at umd.edu. Again, it's one word, radiorumi, and rumi is R-U-M-I. So radiorumi at umd.edu. So, with the hope that today we will bring more of the life-giving ideas of Rumi to you and to whoever is interested in listening, I will do about 30 minutes of talking. It's all very informal and conversational. And I want to start it with something that is related, maybe indirectly, but I think very important for our times, and that is to plead to all of you to please teach your children poetry. Sometimes our education system makes us think that poetry is too difficult, and when we are young, we will simply not understand it. But we will, and we do. In a funny way, it's like those medications that release into your system gradually. I don't know if we want to think of poetry as medication, but the gradual effect of it is what I really have in mind. That as you grow, you remember it again. You go back to it again. 
and every time you understand it differently. From my own childhood, I have this experience that we we used to play um, this game called Moshaire, which meant somebody will recite a line of poem and the other person had to recite a poem that started with the first letter or of the or rather the last letter of the poem that that other person had recited so the first letter of the new poem had to be the last letter of the previous poem and at some point maybe when i was 8 or 9 my grandmother on my mother's side um gave me a bunch of cards with miniature paintings on one side and I have to confess the miniature paintings were not interesting at all they were just modernized versions of these old documents and they always made poets look distraught and drunk and um, the beloved was exaggerated and all of that but they were colorful and on the other side of each card there was a poem as I grew up I learned that those were Ghazals of Hafiz, another poet of fairly close to Rumi's time, about a century later. Well, what I did at first was building houses with the cards. I couldn't really do anything else with the poetry of Hafiz at that point. But as I was doing that, I began to see the words on the other side. And yes, they weren't easy to read and um, I would repeat them, but they started to sound melodic. And then as we played the Moshaire games, I would hear some of what was on those cards to be quoted by, you know, my mother or my uncle or a friend who was visiting us. And all of these coming together gave me a foundation for imagining the world in ways that I liked to in ways that made sense to me, which of course always changed with time. But that introduction to say, it really made a difference in my life. I've gone back to those poems of Hafez, goodness knows how many times, and I think children would always be appreciative of it if we did that for them. With that in mind, and why poetry does this kind of thing for us, I want to focus today on one specific concept that Rumi is great on. And I have to give you the Persian word for it, and that word is shodan. Shodan. Shodan is a verb in Persian which could mean becoming or turning from one stage to another. For example, you will say that leaves on the trees, zard shodand, that means they turned yellow during the fall season. Um, or you could say, my kids, bozork shodand, which means they grew, so they went from one state to another. It also used to mean, during Rumi's time, uh, or even earlier, um, walking, moving, moving forward. In fact, there's a great mystic of, of prior to Rumi's time 
با یزید بستامی هو سز به صحرا شدم عشق باریده بود و زمین تر شده چندان که پای مرد به گلزار فرو شود پای من به عشق فرو می شود چیز این امیزنگ ابسلولی ستننگ امیجوری هی سیز I went to the fields at night and love had poured the term he uses is bari debut which is for the, for the rain love had poured and the earth was soft and muddy and in the same way that your feet could sink into mud my feet sunk into love obviously this is all make belief but um, it's also an intense moment of thinking about your own emotions towards the world, a friend, um, a piece of artwork, God, anybody who's the object of that. And the power of these words are such that make you think about the way love could pour on your life and it could make a difference. Now, I don't want to be um, all, you know, optimistic and, as they say, uh, Pollyanna and say everything is glorious in, in, you know, in these moments of poetry reading. There could be poetry that describes the harshest and the hardest moments of our lives, and those are important too, and there will probably be some in the ones that I will quote for you in the future. But for now... I want us to stay on this concept of shodan, to become, because it's an engine. It's a linguistic and conceptual engine for Rumi. And it takes you forward by showing you that your life is not a linear, boring, repetitive set of moments. Rather, it's a sequence of becoming. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. Your life is not a linear, repetitive set of moments. It is a series of becomings. And if you could feel that, if you could believe in that, it would make all the difference from the moment you open your eyes to anything that you do during that day. It's unfortunate that the way we grow up in our culture, we're given a lot of make-believe when we're very young, but then they're taken from us. There's a kind of fear that we're going to be unrealistic and unsuccessful if we are not always, always thinking in terms of concrete facts and realities. Now, of course, those concrete facts are important. Nobody ever in their wise mind would argue against knowing concrete reality. But there is a difference between being rational, paying attention to concrete reality, and allowing it to build a prison around you. A prison made of concrete. 
So what does make-belief that Rumi brings into the world around him means is that, is that your imagination, your freedom of perception, your creativity does not have to die because you grow. Believe in things. Believe in things that, are, that you can see and are very beautiful and wonderful and they are there. Also believe in things that are not right in front of you, but you can build them. So in, in, in a, a, a verse he says, A baradar to hame andishay, ma bari to ostokhano rishay. Again, I repeat that. A baradar to hame andishay, ma bari to ostokhano rishay. That is, oh my brother, he says, and of course he means brother and sister and everybody. You are your thoughts. In other words, the rest of you is your bones, your roots, your physical existence, and they're very important. But who you are is your thoughts and what takes you forward, what makes you think and do things. In another verse, he says, you know, even when you go to work in the morning, and he talks to, to a shopkeeper. He says, when you go to your store in the morning, that's because you can imagine your store. And you're walking towards that imagination, that perception that is in your mind until you get there. In other words, if you can allow your imagination to stay alive and do meaningful things for you, you are going to build things and be able to walk in their direction. Which is, in my opinion, why he compares his own poetry to wondrous birds. Now, he does not compare them to beautifully carved gems or paintings. Not even trees and flowers, but actual birds. Birds who can fly, who have a life, who can sing, who can do things on their own, who have agency. خود از کف دست من مرغان عجب رویند خود از کف دست من مرغان عجب رویند می از لب من جوشد در مستیان حالت So he says, wondrous birds grow from the palm of my hands and wine gushes forth from my lips in the intoxication of that moment. So he's talking about writing poetry. At that moment he's creating live, beautiful, wondrous birds from the palm of his hands. But also think about the image. Think about the image. Who produces birds from their hands? Magicians, those who can make belief come to life, who can make belief a reality. And you can take that concept all the way through, that concept of moving, that concept of flying, that concept of becoming, all the way through 
in Rumi's philosophy, whether he's talking about love, whether he's talking about theology, whether he's talking about some real concrete ideas of daily life, moving, flying, imagining, and building are the core foundation of all of those. Again, for example, talking about love, you know, the poetry of his time talks about love sometimes as captivity and being subjected to the cruelty of the beloved and so on and so forth. But he says, Ishqast Darao Saman Paridan. Ishqast Darao Saman Paridan. Sat Parde Behar Nafas Daridan. Love is flying in the skies and tearing a hundred veils open every instant. In other words, love is equally active and dynamic and enabling rather than melancholic and sad and, and um, something that makes you retrieve from the world, which is again explains why he cares so much about knowing other people's language. You know, there are stories about that may, that maybe um, if there's time I'll tell you at the end of today's program or in another in which he makes speaking other people's language as the core of our success in our daily lives and spiritual lives. Because once you become dynamic, once you fly, you understand how important it is to help others do the same and to build healthy, loving, vibrant coalitions with them. And now, let's go back to the idea of Shodan and the idea of becoming or traveling and moving, which I promised you would be the core of our uh, discussion today, or rather the main poem that I'm going to gift to you today. You know, when I was working on his ghazals for a book that I was writing, um, and I started having these thoughts about the, dy the dynamism of his work and, and Shodan and so on, it suddenly occurred to me that I should take a look to see how often he uses this this verb. And then I picked like 100 ghazals and I started um, testing them. Because of course I couldn't do the whole um, divan, which is over 35,000 verses. And in these 100 ghazals, hundreds of examples of the verb shodan, to become and to move, um, appear. So, here is a ghazal that is very well known to Rumi lovers who are Persian speakers, and I hope it will help you, non-Persian speakers also, to enjoy it very much, because I'm going to give you the translations as well. Morde bodam, zende shodam. Morde bodam, zende shodam, gerye bodam, khande shodam. دولت عشق آمد و من دولت پاگنده شدم. Please also pay attention to the music of these words. 
to the repetition of the word shodan, but also the rhythm of the whole thing. I was dead. I came to life. I was a cry. I turned into laughter. Again. I was dead. I came to life. I was a cry. I turned into laughter. The fortune of love fell upon me and I turned into everlasting fortune myself. So you also see that the existence of the lover, the one who on whom um, the fortune of love falls is not passive. It's not just, oh, how wonderful this fortune fell upon me, but I turned into everlasting fortune myself. So the point is this transformation, that you are somebody this moment, but you are changing to another and another as a series of becomings. مرده بودم زنده شدم گریه بودم خنده شدم دولت عشقا اومد و من دولت پاینده شدم دیده سیر است مرا جان دلیر است مرا زهره شیر است مرا زهره تابنده شدم So what happens as a result of this independence and this agency? I am now satiated. I'm not coveting everything I see. I'm satisfied. I have courage. Or I have a courageous soul. I have the courage of a lion. And then, as a result of all of that, I became a glowing Venus, a star in the sky. Again, the star, the difference between a star and anybody else who has transformed is that the star is light-giving. So, first you're somebody, then you transform and then you also give it to others. So that this process of transformation could be continuous and everlasting. Now, at this point, Rumi um, uses a bit of humor to tell us what happened during this transformation. And do remember that laughter and humor are the core of Rumi's work. They are his temperament. He makes the flowers laugh, the, the trees laugh, the sky laughs. When the sun shines, it laughs. So it's always in that um, a spirit of opening up and being happy. So in that humorous spirit, he tells us what happened during that transformation. گفت که دیوانه نی لایق این خانه نی رفتم و دیوانه شدم سلسله بندنده شدم 
So, whoever this force is, he or she or it or life or love, says to him, goofed, let's say she, just for having an example, a way of saying it. She said, you're not crazy. You don't deserve to live in this house. I became mad. I put myself in chains. Which is, again, really said in a way, as the British say, tongue-in-cheek. So it, it, it is said not as completely seriously, but, you know, I, I said, okay, you want me crazy? All right, I'll put myself in chains. But then she is not still satisfied. She says, گفت که سرمست نی رو که از این دست نی گفت که سرمست نی رو که از این دست نی رفتم و سرمست شدم و از تراب آکنده شدم So she said Oh, you, you're not drunk enough Give up this pretense. That is, you know, don't act as if you're drunk. You're not. You're not the right type. As in Dastney. I became drunken. I became full of enchantment. And what is left now? That he put himself in chain and he's drunk enough. Now this force, this transforming being says, So she said, mm, you're not dead. <laughs> Which is again really funny because if dead mean death means its conventional meaning, then you wouldn't be there after you're dead. But obviously, this is a different kind of death. She said, you're not dead. You're not smeared in joy. So in other words, you have to be completely gone yourself and be pure joy. Just completely covered with joy. Pishe roche zende konash. Koshtevo afgende shodam. Before her life-giving face, I died and fell. Obviously he didn't die because he's telling us the story. But the way he's explaining it is that before the beauty of this force, this life-giving force, I died and fell. I gave up. So she's not giving up. She said, mm, You know what? You are a little too intelligent, affected with fancy and disbelief. You know how sometimes some of us think we have tricks 
that can help us do anything we want? Well, this force says, give it up. Be completely yourself. Whether you're happy with it, whether you think highly of it, whether you're upset about it, be who you are. Give up tricks. So she said, you are a little too intelligent, affected with fancy and disbelief. I became foolish. I became ignorant. I freed myself of all. Now, in becoming ignorant is also a very complicated and interesting concept, which we will explore another time. Because it is, again, it is not that uh, general traditional sense of just not learning. Rather, it is to be able to let go of what you think you know. In other words, not to be, again, not to be imprisoned with what you know, but to be able to free yourself from it. And here comes a very important line in this long and beautiful poem, and that is how much we believe in and hope for and desire the approval of others. How we want to be this figure that everyone sees and knows and adores. And how that could be a trap, again, that prevents us from being who we really are. گفت که تو شم شدی گفت که تو شم شدی قبله این جم شدی گفت که تو شم شدی قبله این جم شدی جم نیم شم نیم دود پراکنده شدم oh, This is one of my most favorite lines ever So let me read the Persian one more time گفت که تو شم شدی قبله این جم شدی شم نیم جم نیم دود پراکنده شدم She said You've become a light giving candle You have become a Kaaba to these people Because everybody went to Kaaba to um, pilgrimage and to walk around it and to pay their respect So he says, or rather she says to him, be careful. You're imagining yourself to be a Kaaba and people coming to worship you, to walk around you, to tell you how great you are. So again, she said, you've become a light-giving candle. You have become a Kaaba to these people. And then Rumi answers, not a candle, not even together. I became dispersed like smoke. Not a candle. Not even together. I became dispersed like smoke. Well, this poem is longer. We can actually spend another half an hour talking about it. But allow me to leave you with this beautiful concluding verse here. For I think 
what we have looked at and read, it's kind of a unit, a construction or a construct, if you like, of ideas that come together. How to let go of mechanisms that prevent you from being yourself, from having a dynamic becoming after becoming after becoming. I look forward to talking to you very soon. Write to me in radiorumi at umd.edu. Thank you. Oh man, son of a mother, dead, 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 dead